Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello and welcome to our Monday Night Truth and Liberty live cast. We're glad that you're with us and I tell you tonight, is going to be special. This is something that could change the whole, the whole deal. The whole deal. And uh, I'm, I'm going to introduce our guest here just a little bit later, but let me say that last week we had on Sidney Powell, and because we were talking about election fraud, they censored us and they took us off of Facebook for a week. So I guess we're reinstated tonight. YouTube. But or excuse me, YouTube. Yes. I'm not on social media, so it's all the same to me. Yeah. But uh, anyway, tonight, our guest, we will be banned again. So <laughs> I can guarantee you we yeah. will because we're going to be talking about that again, and it'll be really good. You don't want to miss this. Right. And uh, we would encourage you to join us on truthandliberty.net so that you don't get uh, interrupted in viewing our program tonight. That's right. So this is Richard Harris. He's our chief counsel here and he's going to share some things with you. And then we've got some really exciting news to share with you tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Well, so, uh, yeah, if you're watching tonight on YouTube or Facebook, we encourage you to watch on truthandliberty.net or gospeltruth.tv. And uh, both of those, you should have a better viewing experience, especially on gospeltruth.tv. That's going to be the most reliable feed to get away from those sensors there. But uh, so switch on over there. But we've got some amazing stuff happening here at Andrew Womack Ministries. We just finished a conference that just blew our socks off. Well, the, the Lord did. It was awesome. I'm telling you, revelational, powerful. Uh, people are still talking about it. The Truth and Liberty Coalition Conference. If you didn't get a chance to watch that by live stream or attend, you can you can watch the archived videos on our website at truthandliberty.net and really encourage you to do that. Uh, and then also our resources page. Uh, if you didn't get to see Sidney Powell's uh, interview here last week, you can also catch that on our website. Encourage you to do that. Um, and then... Um, uh, we've also got some important information, links on our resources page uh, to help people who are being threatened, their jobs are being threatened because they don't want to take the, the COVID uh, so-called vaccine. Um, and you can connect with Liberty Council there through those links and uh, some other resources. So I just wanted to make everybody aware of that. Coming up here really soon, October 4th through the 8th is the annual Ministers Conference at Andrew Womack Ministries. This is one of the highlight, highlights of the year. I think Andrew's been doing this for 40 years or so. And uh, this is a great time of refreshing for anybody who's in the ministry. You know, you need to come away. And even Jesus had to take a break at times and uh, get away with like-minded people, be refreshed, be equipped, be encouraged. And that's October 4th through the 8th. And you can check that out online, the, the registration and all that at awmi.net slash events. After that, um, the Women Arise Conference is October 28th through the 30th, and there's going to be some great 
speakers at that. I think uh, Karen Conrad and probably Carrie Pickett. Yeah, Audrey Mack. Audrey Mack. She's oh, an exciting lady. She's awesome. I tell you, you don't want to miss that, ladies. So check that out. That's for ladies only, guys. You can't come. And we don't have any gender dysphoria here, so you can't <laughs> claim to be a lady if you weren't born that way. <laughs> amen, amen. And then uh, the Heart of Christmas performance, December the 10th through the 12th. Oh, I love the Heart of Christmas uh, show. It is so moving and powerful. You won't want to miss that as well. You can check that out. Get registered online, awmi.net. And uh, the live nativity, December 16th through the 19th. This is still kind of new. We had the first one last year, mm -hmm. right? With uh, camels and horses and Roman soldiers on horseback and a live uh, manger scene. It's powerful. It's and an we've awesome added thing. a lot of lights this year, so it's going to be a special. Uh, it's a drive-by still, though, right? You can drive by in your car and you can listen on the radio and see the nativity through the plate glass windows here at the Bible College. So I encourage you to check that out. Um, listen, uh, so each week here on Truth and Liberty, um, we give away a free uh product, one of Andrew's books, uh, to new subscribers. So um, if you are not subscribed to Truth and Liberty, we encourage you to do that. Just go on our website, upper right-hand corner, click subscribe, and you'll start receiving our weekly, uh, it's actually several times a week now, where we're sending out blogs and, and information and how you can get involved and make a difference and all kinds of practical stuff like that. So last week we gave away a copy of Andrew's book, Lessons from David, and I'd like to congratulate Brenda Hughes. Brenda, uh, you should be getting an email from us how you can claim that gift. And this week we're giving away Andrew's book, More Grace, More Favor. This book's about humility. And uh, I think that humility is one of the most underrated, uh, what would you call it, fruits of the Spirit, um, virtues uh, that God enables us to walk in. It's a key that unlocks all kinds of blessings because the Bible says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So I actually was going to title that Humility and my publisher wouldn't let me. He says nobody will buy a book on humility. <laughs> so we named it that. But it's really about humility. That tells you how much we need this then, right? That's right. <laughs> no one wants to learn about it. So. Everybody wants to buy a book on humility to give to their friends, not for themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, I, I, this is on my reading list. Haven't got to it yet, but I'm going to. Um, and also uh, tonight, it's an interactive live cast. Now, we might get so deep into this that we run short of time, but please post your questions and comments, and we want to get to those. So on Facebook, if you're still watching there in the comments section on our website in the live chat feature, feature, and we'll try to get to those. And then also, we're supported by the generosity of our members. If you're not a Truth and Liberty member, you need to be. I'm telling you, I, I believe it's one of the best things going, and, and I know I'm biased in that, but become a Truth and Liberty member today by going on our website, signing up to make an automatic recurring contribution of $5 or more per month, and we will send you in the mail a free gift, and uh, the gift for this is Alex McFarland's book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. So become a member today, and we'll send this to you in the mail, and, uh, and we appreciate that. And those gifts are not tax deductible because we're a 501c4, not a c3, but that's what enables us to uh, get out of the IRS uh, uh, rule against doing things political. So, and last thing tonight is uh, for prayer. If you need someone to agree with you in prayer, just call into 719-635-1111 and uh, a trained spirit-filled prayer minister will agree with you in prayer. Okay, so tonight we are really honored to have two heroes with us, and I really mean that. These are ladies that have stuck their neck out Amen. at their own risk and they're standing. So we've got Tina Peters and Sharona Bishop with us. And you may not 
uh, know their names, but I bet you heard about them. Tina is the one who is the Mesa County Clerk in Colorado, and she has challenged uh, the election uh, outcome of 2020 and has, you know, uh, I'm going to let them go into further ex explanation on this, but we've had Dr. Douglas Frank on here and we've had Sidney Powell. We've had a lot of people and they've talked about algorithms and they've talked about all of this stuff and it shows that something was wrong with the election, but there's been uh, absence of hard proof. And I believe that our two guests tonight are going to give us hard proof that could literally uh, change the whole deal. We finally mm -hmm. caught somebody with their fingers in the cookie jar. So welcome, Sharona and Tina. Thank you for being with us. And I heard that this is only the second time that you've granted an interview. We feel real honored to have you on. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Thank you for having Thank us. You. And so, um, Tina, you've, I've read through your resume here or the, or the bio that they've given, and man, you've got a lot of things to your credit, but one of the things I wanted to say, you've survived cancer, which that's quite a deal. Yes. You are a uh, gold star mom. You lost your son uh, not too long ago, and man, you decided to get involved and to make a difference, and you are the county clerk out in Mesa County, and we're going to be talking about that more. Sharona, you are just an a citizen that's an activist, and I want to thank you for standing up and getting involved because, man, this is, I've had a little bit of pushback from the state. They filed two lawsuits against me last year, and we filed two lawsuits against them, and we won, but uh, the intimidation is bad, and I just want to thank both of you for what you're doing. You're a real inspiration and a blessing. So, thank you so much. Go ahead. No, uh, you know, the only thing I wanted to, to say is, uh, as we get started here tonight, is that Clerk Tina Peters did her job. And that is courageous these days, isn't it? When people are doing their jobs in spite of what everyone else around them is doing, not having critical thinking, not thinking of the future, not contemplating the times that we're living in. Um, Clerk Peters has showed incredible integrity and we're just so proud of her. We're so proud to be here with her and moving this along. And I can't thank you guys enough for bringing this story to the American people because this is the battle of our time right now. As you know, I've heard you speak about it. Um, elections have consequences. And as, as we've looked at the 2020 election and what has come out of that, uh, we can't afford to not only have bad representation, but potentially um, non-elected representation any That's longer. Right. So, Tina, could you just give us a rundown of what got you in the crosshair of all of the liberals? What have you done that's caused such a stir? Well, I thought I was running for office to fix a three-plus-hour wait time in Motor V, and God had other, other plans for me. Uh, after the 2020 election, folks were coming to me with concerns about the election. And, uh, and I told them, I said, you know, I will, if there's a there there, we'll find it and um, we'll check it out. So then after our city council election, where I was even shocked on the people that won, um, there's some that it, it just didn't make sense that this per, a couple of these people won. Uh, more people started coming and they said, this is impossible. And so um, the Secretary of State had put out a uh, mandate that they were coming to each of the 64 counties in Colorado and they were going to do what they called a trusted build. 
and I have trouble with that word because it was more for me, it was more of an untrusted build, mm -hmm. uh, which they were just coming in to do a software update and they'd be in and out. Well, they were there for a day and a half and it was a lot more involved than that. Now, when did this uh, take I, place? This was after the 2020 election. Yes. Right, right. This was in, this was in May. Okay. So this was uh, May 25th and 26th. So mm -hmm. they came and, um, well, first I asked them, I said, I would like to have someone, you know, I'd like to have the public be able to be there to observe. And they said, absolutely not. Um, I asked that I could have other people in there to observe. And they said, no, you can be you and two other people. And so, I mean, I didn't have anyone on my staff that really knew the, uh, the computer part of it. And so, except for, uh, I mean, not the inner workings of it. So they came in. Uh, so what I did was I, I um, commissioned someone to come in and make a image, an image of the uh, server, how it stood. In the voting machine, right? In, in the voting the, machine that they were up to the server. Yeah. To the, to the vote tabulation machine. So this is a vote. This is a vote tabulator. So this these machines is where once the ballots are open, the uh, they're fed through this machine, and this machine determines what they voted. And is this um, the Dominion voting system that you're talking about? That's correct. Mm -hmm. okay. That's correct. So um, so afterwards, uh, I did a backup to see what had changed because I was I was suspicious of what they were doing because they had mentioned that they were going to do away with a QR code reader. And I thought, well, if they do that, then how would we be able to do an audit if we needed to? And so that that's what prompted me to take action. Tina, before you before they announced that they were going to do this so-called upgrade, uh, isn't it that true now, I, I may have my timeline wrong here, but I think the Colorado Secretary of State issued some emergency orders uh, saying that no machines in Colorado were gonna, she wasn't gonna allow any forensic examination except by people she approved. Is that is that true? That happened after what I did and probably in as a direct result of what I did. So um, she made what I feel, what I believe are unlawful rules. Uh, first of all, that, uh, no, that no clerk in Colorado could do an audit. I mean, that's why, that's why the, uh, the data is kept. And in, in the federal, uh, it must be for 22 months. And under Colorado law, it has to be for 25 months. And the reason for that is uh, the retention is necessary in, to be in place to allow uh, for forensic audits and investigations. So by taking that away, uh, it you know it, it voids that. And so what happened when you uh, when you compared what happened after they came in and did this upgrade and what you had made a copy of? Were they the same? No, no. There's over there's twenty nine thousand twenty nine thousand files that have been deleted or written over that are that are election files what is what is an election file just i'm sorry but fill me in Does, so, are these the votes that are recorded 
Well, it, these can include uh, these can include adjudication logs and error logs. Adjudication is where mm -hmm. uh, someone will go in there and they will uh, say, "Okay, well, the person meant to put this, or you know, that sort of thing." Well, meant to meant to vote this way, and usually you have uh, a bipartisan team of judges that will do that. Um, the software used to adjudicate and tally the votes, which is another. Uh, another big big thing and that was deleted uh the data that should that show intrusions from outside sources and that's going to be in the second report but just to let you know they've been saying for ever as long as i've been clerk uh that there's nothing to see here we're not connected to the internet we are air gapped and um no one can access the system from outside of the office and and we're finding that's not true. So uh, the did, other did the copy you make and then the uh, changes that they made, does that prove that there were was interference from outside? The the investigation is ongoing. This is this is hundreds of of, uh, of uh, lines of data, hundreds of terabytes of data that are being gone over by experts, very qualified experts. And if people go on and look at the report, they can see the, the qualifications of, of the head um, cyber expert that's doing it. But virtually all electronic data that would be necessary to conduct a full forensic audit of the 2020 election was were deleted. That sounds criminal to me. Uh, and, and you believe that's a yeah. violation of federal law and Colorado law? Absolutely, absolutely. It, destroying election records before the 25 and 22 months is in violation of, of law, it's criminal. Uh, Sharona, yeah. were you gonna say something there? Yeah, just to jump in and, and piggyback for, for those who are just kind of tuning in and trying to understand what's going on here. When Clerk Peters did her before and after images and proved that important election information had been erased, Colorado Statute 17802 says that you must retain these election records for at least 25 months to do otherwise is a felony offense. The significance of the report that has just come out from Clerk Peters' team, it was delivered to the DA of Mesa County, so he's now in possession of this, this information that proves the criminality of the Secretary of State colluding with Dominion in Mesa County's voting machine. In addition to that, uh, those same reports were delivered to the county commissioners of Mesa County, who unanimously decided to vote together to keep Mesa County in another seven-year contract with Dominion, which they were blackmailed into, by the way. Rather than waiting on this information to come forward so they could make an educated decision that was in the best interest of the Mesa County citizens. And the reality is, is that this is one county of 64 in Colorado. Only one clerk who thought ahead to do something like this uh, and so the other counties, there's no way to prove what has happened there. There's no way to know what was removed or what was taken away. However, I have heard from other states now that since Clerk Peters has stepped up and been shared, we, that we've been getting the word out about her story and what she did, which was fully within her legal realm as the clerk and recorder. Um, they are now doing the same thing because this is a nationwide thing that Dominion is doing. They're going into the systems, they're erasing whatever went on, and we will get to that 
those reports are forthcoming as well. This is only the first report of many that proves that 29,000 election files were deleted, and that is a felony offense. So, uh, Sharona, um, this forensic report that you're talking about, um, we have posted it on our website under our resources page, and uh, this is important not just for Little Mesa County in western Colorado, but for wherever there were uh, Dominion machines all over the country. Is that true? Yeah, and I would add ESNS to that as well because they're sister companies. Um, we've seen so much throughout this last nine months of the incredible research, great people like you mentioned, Dr. Douglas Frank, and we've been waiting for that moment where we can say, yes, they did something and we can prove it now. And that's exactly what Clerk Peters has brought forward and will continue to bring forward. This is a legal document. It has been, um, it, it's with the DA of Mesa County. It has been passed on to the county commissioners. It's been entered into the courts. Um, this is legal information. This isn't high schoolers putting together some little plan and trying to pass it off as, as verifiable documentation of Dominion's crimes. This is a legal document. People need to understand that we call it Judgment Day in Mesa County. We know something's been wrong all over Colorado. We know for the last few years, elections haven't seemed right here in Colorado. And Clerk Peters, again, just doing her job, the same as any other clerk could have ever done had they had the foresight to do it, is, is proving us out. And you know what? She might, she might just be the person that ends up tying all of these other election allegations together and serving it up to the American people so that we might live free once again. Amen. Wow, very well said. So in Mesa County, you've got a district attorney out there. I think his name is Rubenstein. And instead of going after Dominion and the Secretary of State for their obvious violation of federal and state law, he's going after Tina. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Well, and, and I would say, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that was the frantic attempt by the Secretary of State came in and convinced everybody that I had done an awful crime, that I had committed crimes. And uh, so that's the side they took. The, the Secretary of State was putting pressure on them, on the Board of County Commissioners, on the DA, in the media. I was the one. And uh, what I did was not illegal. Well, just for They're disclosure, uh, Tina, you you went to Mike Lindell's cyber symposium, and somehow in that process, word got out about the the copy of the hard drive that you'd made. Tell us about that experience and what happened after that. <laughs> well, that was a big surprise because this was not supposed to come out. Uh, there were there was an unauthorized copy that was put out and without my knowledge or authorization. Uh, and it was shown up on the screen. So that was the first time I'd seen it. And then I was whisked away because of this, my safety. Uh, and then I've been in, I haven't been in hiding. I've been working my job, but remotely uh, for the last uh, five, six weeks. So that was the first time. It wasn't supposed to come out that fast. We were, we, we had it. It was gonna be gone through systematically like what, it's, what has happened. I mean, it takes weeks and weeks to go through that much data. And, you know, to be clear, when it comes to Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, she is the only person in possession of her BIOS passwords. So 
she if she lost chain of custody of her own passwords that's not anyone else's um, situation except for hers and there's lots of concern over how her passwords got out onto a blog um, that's not information that the clerks would ever have any of the clerks in colorado that's only information that jenna griswold has yeah. so it was a curious thing to see that happen and it was the catalyst that she used to come and raid the clerk's office and that should be noted as well, that this isn't the first time that Jenna Griswold, the Secretary of State, has come after Clerk Peters. She also tried to recall her, tried to literally take over her office physically and remove her from her office as she was doing the work of the citizens of Mesa County. So this is, um, I, I feel like the AP got it really right in reporting on this story, that there was a far left progressive Secretary of State who was going after a conservative clerk and recorder of Mesa County because they want Mesa County. This is a crown jewel for them. But as Clerk Peters said, they uh, we believe that that um, city council election they over they overstepped uh, on that election, and the people are not buying it. They're not buying the outcome of that election. Well, you just referred to this in passing, but you said something about they came in and raided her office. Could you tell us about that? What happened? Who did this? Yeah. Well, as um, the symposium was taking place. Um, the DA, along with the Secretary of State and several IT people from the community that work for the county, um, raided the office and removed people from that office. One thing that sh the public should know is that an elections person was supposed to be in there that entire time with the SOS and the DA's office, and they were not. For two hours, um, they were alone in there without any oversight with the Dominion servers and machines. And that's really critical and crucial because uh, the Secretary of State released another statement saying that a, um, a voting tool had been stolen from the office. And that there's no that that didn't happen. That was that's been an, it just didn't happen. And also there was no oversight as to what was happening when the Secretary of State raided Clerk Peter's office. So you had uh, security that was assigned to you for five weeks or something like that. Did you feel like your life was literally threatened in this? Was that just a feeling or was there credible mm -hmm. reason? No, there, there were credible threats. Um, you know, I was getting some emails that were threatening. Um, I had in one hotel that I was at, uh, I went to the pool and came back and my door was jacked open. The jam the, on the door was was uh, messed up. And it it really scared me because I when I went in, I was trying to close the door and I couldn't because it had been so bent up from, uh, from them entering. And um, yeah, it was pretty frightening. I mean, it just showed me that uh, they will stop at nothing to shut this up. There's a lot, to, a lot at stake. You know, it, just think about it. If if they've been doing this for a long time and you know the second report that's going to come out will add even more shed even more light with what's going on but if they've been doing this for a long time and there are people that have been put into uh positions elected positions that really did not win the election then that is a big liability to them for anybody to discover that and so, I mean, the full brunt of these illegitimate, um, I call them interlopers, but people that have been falsely elected, they have a lot to lose, 
a lot to lose. So Richard, it, could I ask you as our chief counsel to explain what this means mm -hmm. in layman's term? Who's liable? Is somebody criminally liable for this stuff? What does it mean? I believe someone is criminally liable, should be held criminally liable, and uh, it's probably the Secretary of State and um, I have to be careful what I say here, but whoever uh, whoever knowingly cooperated with her in the destruction of these records. So um, the federal law requires they be maintained for 22 months, Colorado law for two years, and uh, it looks to me like both of those were violated here. This report, and I've got it right here in front of me, it says that uh, forensic examination found that election records uh, including data described in the FEC's tw uh, 2002 voting system standards mandated by Colorado law has been destroyed on Mesa County's voting system by the system vendor and the Colorado Secretary of State's office. And then it goes on to say that um, uh, the extent and manner of the destruction of the data compromising these election comprising these election records is consequential precluding the possibility of any comprehensive forensic audit of the election. So um, this is, to my, when I read this, I was kind of stunned. I was like, wow, this is really significant legally. And, and it's relevant for any good faith prosecutor anywhere in the country where these election machines are located and where they have gone in. Now this, this does not show that the election was stolen. It doesn't show that uh, fake votes were submitted or anything, but it does show that Gina Griswold and Dominion Voting Systems or someone on their behalf has gone in and violated federal law by deleting these records. And uh, thank God for you, Tina, in preserving Amen. those records. Amen. And uh, hopefully there's still time in other places in the country and uh, I just, Andrew, I feel like I need to do this. I want to call publicly on Dan Rubenstein, the DA of Mesa County, to do his job and go after the real uh, law violators, the, the criminals here who have clearly violated federal and state law here and stop persecuting someone who's simply doing her duty of preserving the records that she knew with good faith reason, had reason to believe were going to be uh, altered. And so uh, that's just clear as, as day to me. And so if the DA doesn't uh, pursue this, if he keeps pursuing Tina, uh, what are your recourses, Tina? Can you go beyond them and file something on a federal level or what? You know, that's, gonna, that's going to be up to the attorneys. Um, have very good Christian attorneys and uh, very capable attorneys. And so I leave that in their hands uh, to do what needs to be done. Yeah, but I, uh, God's, God's been with me this whole this whole time and um, guided and directed and, you know, I feel really at peace. You know, I, my, my motto is that if you tell the truth, you never have to worry about what you said. Amen. And, uh, you know, um, and then my son, my, my, my little trident, I wear my, my son, you know, a trident for the Navy SEALs, but, um, you know, the only easy day was yesterday. And so <laughs> is what they say. And so I'm I'm willing to go to go as far as it as it takes uh, to do what it needs what needs to happen. I mean, God's called me; He'll sustain me, and um, and He's surrounding me with with His people. So well, I feel very good. Thank you so much, wow. Tina and Sharona, for you ladies and what you're doing. This brings up another thing that you are 
having to bear the brunt of these finances for all these legal things, and you've got to go fund me or whatever. Would you share about that, how people could contribute if they want to help you? Yeah, yeah, and then and then I'll finish up too with with what a call out to the people how they can how they can get involved in their own states as well. Yeah, you know, Clerk Peters has brought us to this point. She did her job, and she'll continue to do her job. But it is the will of the American people that will bring this to the places that it needs to go. Um, the the incredible people that have been working on this, who have given of their time, their talent, and their treasure to make sure that there is a reckoning. If there are people who have acted aggressively within domestically within our nation to rob and steal elections, it is the will of the people that will make sure that they have their day of reckoning. That's where we're at right now. And so we are calling on the American people all over this great nation to stand with Clerk Peters. And so uh, again, could you, could you give the uh, website or wherever it is that they could go yes. to contribute? We want to see you go to uh, standwithtina.org, and there's a place there to donate for the legal defense fund that has been set up for Clerk Peters, and this process, this is not going to be over in a Snapchat. Um, this is going to take some time, and we're going to need everyone who understands what's going on, who's listening to this broadcast, to work with us and to help support this incredible effort. Because as I mentioned, um, amazing people from all over this country who are giving of their time and their talent and their treasure to see to it that these people are held accountable. The Secretary of State, Dominion Voting Machines, in this arena right now, we know that something very wrong has happened, and they need to be held accountable. Well, that's awesome. You know, I believe that most of us know that that things haven't been right. I mean, it's mm -hmm. I could. Spend you know, a lot California, of time. the yeah. the recall of Newsom. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, I think most of us know it, but we just have felt inadequate to be able to prove anything. I think that you too, uh, Tina, especially you, by making this copy and stuff, you have done a service to the entire nation. Do you think that this goes beyond? Uh, just like you were mentioning the Colorado Secretary of State, do you think that there's any federal uh, people involved in all of this and the pushback against you? I've had from, from the White House down uh, people putting pressure on the DA, on the, the, yeah. So it's coming down from the top, you know. Um, and, you know, my thing would be to just, for ordinary citizens, go on and look at the report. And when you look at the report, it can be daunting. Just just read the read the words, and don't worry so much about the uh, the the diagrams. Um, if you read the words, and then you can see in red, you can see the the items, the data that was was uh, deleted. Uh, it'll make it a lot more palatable. Um, you can you can read it probably in an hour. Um, the other. You know, I would just encourage the every citizen all across the United States to go to their county clerks, ask their county clerks to make a copy, a forensic image. It's not it's not illegal. Just a picture, before and after any upgrades, and then um, other county clerks. I would just implore you. You are the the guardian of these records. It's you, and if they disappear. That's on you, and you have to make sure you guard that for your citizens that elected you. And then to law enforcement authorities, other DA at FBI, um, this, is, this is a crime. 
and this needs to be this needs to be looked into by every uh, county, not only in Colorado but in the United States. And so those that have not had these upgrades, there's still time. There's still time to do this, and there's still time to protect your data. And we will uh, we will be having more forensic reports coming out in the next few weeks, and we'll keep you posted on. This is not this is not everything right now. This is a this is a lot. Twenty nine thousand uh, election files deleted or overwritten is huge. There'll be more coming out. So did I did I hear you right? I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. The that part of the information that was deleted are is the communication logs. So the the digital record that shows every time the machine was accessed by outside persons. That's one of the things. Yes, the adjudication logs and error logs. Uh, the software used to adjudicate and tally votes, that's all gone. The data that would show intrusions from outside sources, that's gone. Uh, virtually all electronic data that would be necessary to conduct a full forensic audit of the 2020 election, gone. So, so the Secretary of State said that this was just going to be an update. Um, sounds like a lot more than an update to me. How much information was destroyed? I mean, in terms of, of uh, the percent, like as a fraction of what was on the machine, was it uh, a majority of it is now gone? Or what did they, how would you describe that? So all that, uh, all that uh, Mr. Gould reported on were the election files. But in the report, uh, he talks about that. So, but still 29,000 of anything uh, dealing with election files is is one one piece of data too much. No. And Tina, this makes a point that we've we've said many many times on our Truth and Liberty, and that is that you know most people are overwhelmed about it's the president, it's the people in Congress and stuff, and they just feel inadequate to make uh, any difference at that level. But here's a county clerk that potentially could turn the whole thing around. And this is something we've been trying to get people to do is get involved on the county, on the state, uh, in the community level. And I think that this is awesome what you're doing. You're a godsend, Tina. Thank you so much. Thank you. You know, I'm, I'm, my, my call out to, to uh, people is if we don't get this fixed, there won't be a 2022 yeah. or a 2024. If they don't fix the uh, this problem, and, and there's more reports coming out, and you'll get to see that, if they don't go directly and fix these problems to ensure that these machines are accurately, uh, how do I say it, tabulating their votes um, properly, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, you, you know, have to get I had some friends that I, I knew personally out in California that they went to vote on the recall election. And when they got there, they were told that they had already voted <laughs> and they hadn't voted. And so I know that fraud is going on. We don't know how deep it is, but to be, have this happen in Mesa County, Colorado, it makes you think that the deep state is really deep and the threats that you've had come against you, even from the highest levels. I think that this is a big deal and you could start the little pebble that causes the avalanche that makes all of this thing go away. That'd be awesome. God's mm -hmm. given me God's given me the, the David and Goliath analogies. He's given <laughs> He's given me it all. And um, 
you know, he's in it. So if he's in it, I don't have to be afraid. So. So let me also say to all of the people watching that off air, we talked to Tina and she had to have security. And uh, I mean, her life has been threatened and uh, right now, uh, I don't know that you have that security. We need to be praying for Tina and for Sharona because they are, I mean, in the crosshairs of the liberals and this literally could change everything. It could change a lot in this nation and we need to pray for your safety and protection. Thank you. So let's just do that right now. Yes, we got some more time, but Father, in the name of Jesus, for Tina and Sharona and not only them, but their family, every person that's involved, Father, we just believe that you've raised this up, that you are exposing this corruption. And Father, we believe for your protection. We believe that the angel of the Lord encamps round about these two ladies and everybody else involved in this. And we thank you for supernatural protection. And Father, just as you know, many times in the Bible when the enemies came against them, you would turn the ungodly against themselves and they'd wind up defeating themselves and your people wouldn't even have to fight. I pray this. I pray that as uh, the people see all of this coming out, that, Father, people will abandon ship, that they'll turn on each other, that this stuff will be exposed. We pray that that DA in Mesa County will do his job, and we Amen. pray specifically for wisdom and direction for Tina, Sharona, the lawyers, and everybody that's involved. And we thank you, and we receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus. I'd also like to add the judge that's going to be hearing my civil case next Wednesday. That So the case was filed Friday night, which included this report and and all the information. Uh, so I just pray that her eyes, will, her name is Judge Robeson, I pray that her eyes will be open to see the truth, that she would not believe a lie, and um, that she will render justice. Is that the judge we had? No. You know, Richard was involved in our two lawsuits and one of them, the judge says, I know I don't have authority to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm. And she issued a cease and desist order against us. There's a lot of corrupt judges. So I agree with you. We pray that you get justice out of this Thank in you. the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Anything Thank else you, you ladies want to say? I just want um, to, to just add, you know, being on here representing the grassroots people in Mesa County and throughout Colorado who are deeply concerned about election integrity and the consequences of these elections, how they're hurting and damaging our lives. Even what you just said, having representation, a governor who would shut down churches, that didn't happen in every state. That's happening in Democrat-controlled states. And we're getting, I believe we're getting ready for a round two of all of that again. Um, there are so many people who are regular everyday people who are standing for Clerk Peters, standing with Clerk Peters, and have been doing the daily grind, the grunt work to prove out these stolen elections. And so I just want to acknowledge them and all of you guys who have been on the ground doing this incredible work. You're amazing. You're what's going to save America. Um, this is the moment that Clerk Peters used her authority and um, her um, lawful authority to do what she could do. And now all of you, we need you to go to standwithtina.org and do what you can do. Amen. So I'm encouraging you to do that. We've got that information on the screen about how you can do that. And also, Sharona, we've had your website up there also so that people can connect with you. And that's really, really good. 
Awesome. Thank you. We got some questions. Well, yeah, we've got have, some questions. Have you got questions? I've got a couple. I think I could tell Richard he's still wanting to ask you some questions. Um, I've still got a couple. <laughs> My first one though is Sharona, you have been involved in um, in organizing grassroots efforts to knock doors and discover uh, potential, f uh, as Dr. Frank calls them, phantom voters. Um, can you tell us any more about that? What have been the results of those efforts? Yeah, we, we've, uh, in Mesa County, they worked for about five and a half months knocking on doors um, to verify that people who had voted, their vote counted, or if they didn't vote, um, and the certified data showed that they did vote, that we documented that. Um, so right now they're in the they're collecting the last of the affidavits for this effort, and um, it's it's you know the clerk the people of Mesa County they've done a good job of securing and protecting their elections. The phantom votes would be coming from outside, and so all we've all they've been doing is just working to make sure that these votes are legitimate, and where they're not legitimate, we're documenting that with an affidavit. And, um, and we're seeing about somewhere around 5% right now of phantom voting in Mesa County. And that's in a very red conservative area. Uh, in other counties around the state of Colorado, including Weld County, um, the results are even greater. Pueblo County is also doing this work. Um, and they're, they're finding that there's a lot of people who say they did not vote, but the certified data shows that they did vote. And um, this work will continue to go on until it's done, until we can wrap it up and say, here it is in this pretty, this pretty package for our legislative body to say whatever it is we're doing isn't working to protect the vote in Colorado. We're labeled as the gold standard here, um, but we can go out and knock on a few homes and prove that that's not exactly the case. The clerks are doing their job and we don't, we don't begrudge them at all. Um, this is something more sinister than that. This is the fraud that's happening before those ballots come into the office. So it's been an incredible effort and it's really awakened the people to the reality that we need to be active. We need to be standing in there and making sure that we're pushing back where we need to push back. There should always be a healthy tension between the government and the people. And when we see things, policies that are not good, like mail-in ballots, um, like 100% automatic regist voter registration. Those are bad policies that are opening up the door for massive voter fraud. And we need our legislators to acknowledge mm -hmm. that and change the rules. Excellent. Well, Sydney Powell told us last week that the only way she felt that we would have an honest election or that we could guarantee it would be to just have paper ballots and, and get away from these machines and stuff. How do y'all feel? And I offered that up. I offered that up to the, once they came in, so they came in and raided my office and I uh, believe they took the server, the DA did, and then they came back a few days later uh, and took everything out of my office, took every piece of equipment, elections equipment, out of my office. And then Dominion told, threatened the commissioners that they wouldn't sue them if, if they would sign an extension to the contract oh. until 2029. So right now I have a I'm bound to a contract with this voting system until 2029. It's wow. criminal. It's criminal wow. what they're doing. That's terrible. Wow. Well, Sid, Sharona, I've been watching our little monitor so that I could look like I'm looking at the camera, but when you were talking, I watched our big monitor and I was able to read the sign behind you, and I think that's <laughs> awesome. That's what's happening with you two ladies. That, yeah. Man, you get, a, you get a concerned mother involved, and man, the FBI had better look out. I, you guys are just doing awesome. 
Wow. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the conviction of our Creator, and we have the strength of our founders who stood before us to establish this nation. And we have our children to look forward to for the future. We are not giving up, and we are not laying down, and we are not submitting. We only have one king. We only bow to him, Amen. and that's it. Amen. And it's our job. This is our job, Americans. This is what we need to be doing. Well, I love and you ladies. <laughs> They're awesome Every, patriots. Everyone has part in this. Everyone can get involved. Go to your go to your county clerk that, that handles your elections. Go to your DA. Go to you know your commissioners. Talk to them. Let them see this report. And 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 definitely if, if they have not already come into your county to do an a uh, upgrade, so to speak, please, please take an image of your before and an image after. Mm -hmm. And so we could okay. suggest that people go to our website and they can see this program archived and they could take it and send it to their county clerk, to the DA and things like this and, and give them yes. access yeah. to it. And the report too. Yeah, that's awesome. So if you can prove uh, that these people were criminal and stuff, does that void this contract with Dominion if you showed that they were criminal and what they've done? That I have to leave up to the attorneys. Uh, so it was, it's very negligent of the commissioners. And Sharona can tell you that during a commissioner's meeting, a public meeting, for three and a half hours, the citizens poured in, only had three minutes to speak for that three hours throughout the whole the whole three and a half hours three minutes to speak and there were constant lines going up pleading with the commissioners please do not sign the contact contract please do not sign it you know and they would say i knew you when you were little or i you know i i've studied this stuff please don't sign it they got to the end of all that and they all voted three to zero to sign the contract they did not listen to the will of the people and uh, which is so sad. The people that they serve, supposedly they did not listen. They did not investigate. They did. They never came to me for information. They accused I was guilty. They they assumed I was guilty because of what the Secretary of State uh, and the uh, and the State Attorney General said. And as far as further up. You know, I have no knowledge of what's going on in Mesa County other than what you've shared with me, but I know what the Word says, that the love of money is the root of all evil, and there is a bunch of money involved in this, and I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't buying off commissioners or DAs or whatever. That's what's yeah. been suggested. Well, mm -hmm. speaking, speaking of uh, financial connections now, the, the Secretary of State wanted to impose as an... Uh, uh, the, the new clerk and recorder, Wayne Williams. Am I understanding that right? Oh. And, and now Wayne... It Wayne, sounds like, it looks like we hit a nerve with Tina well, there. It, so what's, uh, what's Wayne's connection to Dominion voting and to voting machines? And isn't his wife also connected in some fashion? You want to tell that story? So Sharona is, is, is puffing up in her seat. But I, I will tell you, yes, and not only that, I'll let her talk about Wayne Williams, but the woman who is in my, now I'm locked out of my elections office right now. They won't let me in. So I'm at the office and I can't even go in there. Uh, and the woman that's in there is the one who was leading the recall attempt against me last year, putting big signs on her, on her car. And that's who's in, it's like the fox in the hen house, but I'll let Sharona. Talk about Wayne Williams. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, what, wow, I didn't know we were gonna get to go here. I'm so excited right now. Uh, just to just to clear, elaborate a little more on the woman that's run, that's in there right now, she was appointed by the Secretary of State as well. So Wayne Williams is the um, Secretary of State who began centralizing our voting system. He is the one who forced Dominion down every clerk's throats. And the two clerks who refused, uh, Douglas County and Garfield County, he took them to court to try to, to try to force them to have to purchase these machines. Uh, they were able to do what they wanted to do and they held fast. And their reasoning, by the way, I've spoken to both of them, their reasoning for not wanting the Dominion machines was because they felt there was too much data capability and they didn't understand why. Why did there need to be so much memory um, potential in these machines when we're just doing elections? And so that and that was just their immediate thinking back then. So Wayne Williams centralized the vote. Um, he has never once admitted that there are Bluetooth modems in the Dominion voting machines. In fact, until uh, retired Colonel Sean Smith was able to call them out at the Independence Institute Forum and make them tell the truth to the public just a couple months ago. They've gotten away with this lie for years, that there is no uh, no Bluetooth modem, no um, modem cards in the Dominion the voting systems at all. Um, and that is false. That is that is categorically false. You mentioned that the, um, the uh, Attorney General for the United States of America is interested in what's going on here. And we held a what I thought was a private briefing for the county commissioners. Wayne Williams was in that meeting. And we asked him, you know, why did you not tell the public that there were Bluetooth modems? He did not feel he had to respond. He still has not responded. He's kept critical information away from the public that is valuable to them to understand how their elections are working and how they might be potentially interfered with. So um, for whatever reason, the uh, commissioners offered up Wayne Williams or this really radical lady who had also tried to oust Tina from her office and served as a watch over her office at one point. And so it was the picking the worst of two people and you know he came out better than the other one, but it certainly wasn't a selection that the clerk made um, with good feelings and with happiness that he was gonna be serving in that position. I also might add that he's serving remotely in his town where he is on the city council of over 500,000 people. He's gonna run his city and he's gonna run our elections here in Mesa County, but it gets even better. He is now moonlighting for Runbeck. What's Runbeck? They are also an election machine company. They uh, sell the signature verification machines. So I imagine that pretty soon we'll see that all counties in Colorado need to have a signature verification machine. As it is right now, only four counties do. And so it's not something that's in every county, but he has a conflict of interest because he actively works in the voting machine world, he is responsible for establishing Dominion in Colorado, and now he's going to come play hero in Mesa County and oversee our elections over the people of Mesa County's dead bodies, and they've said <laughs> such to him. So, uh, is Wayne Williams a Republican? Well, he says so. He says so. But that, but that doesn't sound like he's standing for the people at all. That's one of those rhinos. We're running out of time. We've got less than four minutes left. Have I've you got one, one other? I've got one more question. School board elections are coming up here in Colorado, maybe some state questions. What advice do you have to the voters as they complete their ballots? Now, they're not out yet, but once they come, what can voters do to make sure that their vote counts once and only once? <laughs> Hand count. Hand count. 
that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, when they took all the machines, I was like, oh, great. We'll just, we'll just hand count. So I'll just hire a few more election judges, bipartisan election judges, and we'll just count them all by hand. Oh no, they brought the, the Dominion equipment right back in. So that's what I would suggest to people to hand count. So does each county because, or city have the right to do hand count and not do it by digital? Yeah, you'd, they'd have to look at their at their rules from the Secretary of State, but they should have that uh, that ability. So can can voters in Colorado can they can they look at any data in any, any websites, state websites or whatever to see if they're shown as voted when they didn't or already voted or anything like that? So here's the thing that's going to be really important, and I don't want to get into this until the other the other report comes out. But there is, there is some indication that these votes can be flipped. And um, until we get the report out to the public, I don't want to go any further than that. Um, and so that's why I would say, um, you know, we, we talked about uh, interference from the outside, that those log files show who uh, data that would show intrusions from outside sources, that's, that's our next concern that we're dealing with. And we're looking into uh, this uh, and reporting on this with the next report. So- Okay, um, we only have about a minute and a half left. Uh, would you give once again how people could contribute to your legal fund? We wanna put that back up on the screen and I know a lot of people are gonna wanna support that. Absolutely. Go to standwithtina.org. And I would encourage you all to remember your vote still matters. So vote early and go in person. And all the things that Clerk Peters just said are true, but we did see elections that shouldn't have been won because we overwhelmed the vote. And that is really important, um, even though they're trying to steal and they're trying to destroy our voice and our vote. Vote early and go in person. Um, that's really important, especially for these school board elections. These are, this is all about our kids. They want your children. So vote early and go to stanwithtina.org and be a part of this incredible battle. So let me just and say again that you two ladies are heroes. We mm -hmm. love you. We're praying for you. And we believe that you're going to get some support from this. If there's anything else we can do, if any other reports come out, please let us know. And we would love to get it out. We've got some ways to get this to go national too, and we're gonna do what we can to get these things out there where people can see it. So again, let me thank CTN for uh, broadcasting this on their network. Let me thank all of you for watching. Remember, we do this every Monday night at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. And I tell you, we've uh, had some amazing things on here. I believe mm -hmm. this has to be one of the greatest. God bless mm -hmm. you ladies, you're awesome. And God bless all of you. We'll see you again next Monday night for another Truth and Liberty livecast. God bless you. Thank, Thank you so much. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our livecasts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.